listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome to the show everyone i am ty bob joined by ty bo and sean we are coming at you going into week number 10 of the nfl season and boy do we have a slate of games coming right at you but first off we're we've got the news coming from ian rapaport the real one, because you know you can't tell what the hell's going on on Twitter these days with the buying of the of the uh, check marks. But this, they all come from the real ones. They're vetted. So coming from Ian Rappaport, we've got uh, the 49ers corner Jason Verrett has torn his ACL or his Achilles, excuse me, and he will be out for the season. It happened uh, yesterday, uh, or I guess uh, Wednesday uh, during practice. Uh, coming from Ari Mirov, uh, this is Verrett's second torn Achilles. He's also torn his ACL two times. He had a severe ankle injury that also kept him out for 15 games. He's also torn his labrum and had enough, more strings of injuries. In his entire career, he's just played 40 games. Very How old sad. is this man? Uh Man, you're going to hit me on the spot. Jason Verrett, he has been in the league for quite a few years. Um, pulling this up really quickly. I mean, with all those injuries and still playing 40 games, that's got to be pretty old, right? He's 31 years old. He was drafted in 2014. Uh, 25th pick overall to the Chargers. He played there until 2018, then joined the 49ers in 2019. And still in what is that 11 seasons he's played 40 games that's a string of bad luck next from Ari Mirov it's some more bad news for for the Las Vegas Raiders linebacker Blake Martinez who's the uh is retiring from the NFL after seven only seven seasons uh he was the former Packers uh linebacker um he also spent the uh, last couple of years with the Giants before heading over the Raiders. So more bad news for them. But we'll continue with the bad news for the Raiders because coming from Adam Schefter today on Thursday, the they have placed tight end Darren Waller on injury reserve. Waller aggravated his hamstring, uh, and the team believes this will give him <clears throat> four weeks to get healthy and come back to finish the season. Notice how Adam Schefter did not say come back and make the playoffs because they are absolute garbage. And to add in to even more pain for the Las Vegas Raiders, they have also placed wide receiver Hunter Renfro on the injured reserve due to his oblique injury. Uh, So that is Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller both being placed on the injury reserve for, that means they'll be out for a minimum of four games. Sucks to suck. That's the Raiders, man. You're going to see a lot of uh, Mac Collins. Yeah, you are. Or, you know, not a lot of anyone because they suck. Mac Collins. A string of news here from a big-time quarterback or for a big-time quarterback, starting off on the reports uh, from, uh, I believe, Tuesday. 
uh, Ian Rappaport had gone on um, NFL Network and had stated that uh, Josh Allen was described by his head coach, Sean McDermott, as being day-to-day and we'll see if he plays due to the injury to his right elbow. It is the UCL injury, which if uh, torn could retire, require Tommy John surgery. This is normally a baseball pitcher's injury. Uh, we have seen it only uh, once. I believe it was Jake DeLome in the NFL. He was able to come back and play well. So we are hoping, uh, you know, as as much as we dislike the Bills, we are we we are hoping that Josh can make a quick recovery. The NFL as a whole is better when he plays. Uh, the next string of news came from Adam Schefter about Josh Allen, also calling him day to day. Basically the same information. And then later on from Adam Schefter in the day, uh, today around two o'clock PM, uh, he, for two straight days, Josh Allen was listed as a non-participant in practice. Uh, we have no new news on that. They are hoping that it will not require surgery. It seems that it will not require surgery since they're listing him day to day and talking about his, um, recovery very quickly. And in our final bit of news, uh, this is a big one, folks. We need to talk about this one for a little bit. The first piece is coming from Ari Mirov, uh, Attorney General Carl Racine, I believe. I hope that's correct. The NFL said that they have an independent investigation and will hold everyone involved accountable. However, the NFL and Dan Snyder entered into a secret agreement that gave Snyder the power to veto the release of any results. So not good news. Again, we reported on this a few weeks ago. The uh, attorney general in Washington, D.C. had um, stated that they were going to look into the criminal complaints uh, from uh, inside the Washington commies camp. Uh, And then the attorney general, Carl Racine, had even went on a little tweeting spree today as well uh read a few of them here for you uh breaking from my office uh my office is suing commanders owner dan snyder the commanders nfl commissioner roger goodell and the nfl for colluding to deceive district residents the heart of the commander's fan base and uh about an investigation into toxic workplace culture After public reporting revealed the sexual misconduct, harassment, and misogyny ran rampant for decades at the team. The defenders promised D.C. residents that the league was going to fix the toxic culture, including a fully cooperating or cooperative uh, independent investigation. That was a lie. Instead, the NFL turned a blind eye to Snyder's extensive efforts to silence or intimidate witnesses, and the NFL commanders entered into a secret agreement that gave Snyder power to veto the release of any results. With today's lawsuit, we're standing up for D.C. residents who are lied to and deceived, and we are standing with the brave victims and employees of the team who told us the truth during our investigation and came forward about what they suffered and witnessed while working. Big, big statement coming from an attorney general. Um, We know that there has been a plethora of issues coming from inside the commies front office, um, that led to uh, the the suspension and then firing of even uh, uh, John Gruden. So we know that this could be even possibly league league wide 
with issues that go along that correspond with everything that's been going on in Washington, D.C. What are your guys' quick thoughts going on uh, uh, with this issue? I think the worst thing is how they tried to use Brian Robinson as a legal she- or as a shield for their legal issues. Disgusting. Like that is shameful. And explain that. What is what does that mean? What do they do? They put out a press press release that said less than three months ago, a twenty three year old on our team was shot multiple times in broad daylight. Despite the out of control violent crime in DC, today the Washington commanders learned for the first time on Twitter that the DC Attorney General will be holding a major press press conference to make a major announcement related to the organization the next day. So they tried getting out in front of it and saying, Hey, you guys have this to worry about instead of worrying about us right now. Like <laughs> this is happening oh, right here. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's. But like you said, I think the scary part is, is the possibility of it's, it's not the only place that that's happening. So. We'll have to see how deep it goes. Um, again, Snyder, apparently according to the, uh, the AG in DC, um, Snyder has any, vetoing power for any release uh, of that. We did talk about uh, any release of the information. We did kind of talk about that during the sale uh, or the expected sale last week when uh, we covered that news. Uh, If, if Dan Snyder does decide to sell, that would be a a tipping point for the NFL and the negotiations, not releasing that information. If he decides to walk away quietly versus if he decides to fight it, they'll kind of ruin him, which everybody already has a bad view of Daniel Snyder anyways. So not, not a good look, not a good look. I mean, the, the irony does not miss me at all. The, the fact that this, this team, is supposed to be, you know, the capital of our country, and it was originally named the freaking Redskins. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just that just sets you up for this kind of stuff. Like, the, that's the that's the type of the people that have been running the, that team. So, same could be said for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, when we go into the naming issues now, obviously. Um, not a slander. It is a, a title position, but there have been many people um, across the country that have been uh, very upset with some of the things that the fans do at the stadiums and the name of the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I do feel like the way things are playing out, they might have they're they're eventually gonna gonna come for the name, but you know. I don't know. The Chiefs to me is a little bit different than Redskins. Like, I think it's a lot different. Like, for, again, it's slandering versus a title, but um, I mean, it's also I, I understand. Us, I understand in that culture. I mean, you're you're right. I I understand the the equivalence, and I I've not I've not been shy of or afraid of saying that it's racist. So, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what it is. Um, will happen eventually i'm sure uh but keep your eyes on it the the team in washington could be sold very quickly and for a lot of money don't forget that they did just buy a large plot of land in virginia i believe fairfax area for the new stadium um so that will also go along with the sale we could be seeing upwards of five to seven billion dollars whoever puts out for this team that's nothing 
<laughs> Not for Jeffy B. <laughs> That's going to be it for the news so far through Thursday. Again, watch the Josh Allen situation, especially when it comes to fantasy football. You don't want to be caught in the air with your pants down. But to make sure that we've got you covered, Sean's coming at you with just the tips. Here we go with this week's stardom. Starting off with a player that had a fantastic week last week and is going to continue it this week, going up against the shitty defense, and that is Justin Fields going up against Detroit. Look for him to run the ball a lot and finally open up that passing game a little bit. Another quarterback that's going to feast that day is Jared Goff going up against Chicago. Chicago's defense is not good. They're going to let up a lot of points. Look for him to have a great day. Scoring game, game of the week. Little teaser there for you guys. Next one up. (laughs) (laughs) Dak Prescott against Green Bay. Look for him to have a solid week. Look for him to actually come back and start passing the ball a lot more now. Get uh, CD a lot more involved. See if he can get Michael Gallup involved a little bit more. Running backs here. Josh Josh Jacobs against Indianapolis. Listen. First week against a new head coach. Looks like he may be able to have a big, big game. Especially with after what Jeff Saturday said or tweeted out previously saying the Raiders are horrible. They're going to try to prove him wrong this week. Josh Jacobs took that, took that personally. Yeah, a tweet. Next up, Tony Pollard against Green Bay. I don't think Zeke will have a big game. He's going to be the lead back, but Tony Pollard is going to break up a few big runs and score a few touchdowns, possibly. Last one here, Jeff Wilson Jr. against the Cleveland Browns. Looks like he's very comfortable in that offense, and he's going to be able to play a lot more this week. Wide receivers here. Wide receiver the top dropped early, earlier this year in fantasy, and immediately he had a big game. Brandon Ayuk against the Chargers. He's going to have a pretty good game. Bank <laughs> on that. Bank on it. Next up, Keenan Allen against the Niners. A lot of players in the same games here that you need to watch out for. A lot of high-scoring games this weekend. Last receiver here, Rondale Moore against the Rams. Kyler Murray has a few more options now. He has Ertz. Hopkins is back. Rondell Moore is looking way more involved in the offense now. And look for Kyler to throw the ball a lot against the Rams. Tight ends here. He was on the sit last week, but he's on the start this week. TJ Hawkinson against Buffalo. Looks like a great safety valve for Kirk Cousins, something that he desperately needs because he always needs a safety valve. He usually does not like throwing the ball deep. And the last one here, Cole Komet going up against Detroit. Him and Justin Fields have found a connection over the past few weeks, and he's looking for him in the red zone. So look for that to continue and for him to have options against the Detroit Lions. It's getting a lot of work, man. It's very surprising um, how quickly Chase Claypool has come in and really revitalized that offense and allowing Komet. I know Komet was getting involved previous, but now that that they've got some more options out there, uh, he's getting a lot more work. He wasn't getting much work earlier in the year. They're just now finally passing to him. On to the sit-ems over here. Starting off with tight ends. Evan Ingram against Kansas City. Don't think they're going to do too much against us. Not worried about that. 
Greg Dulcich against Tennessee. Don't think he's going to do too good against Tennessee's defense. They looked pretty good against us last week, but we'll see. Chris Godwin for receivers here against Seattle. They're going over to Germany. I think the flight's really going to affect Tom. Probably not going to be able to throw that ball very well. If he does, he's going to be looking for Mike Evans. Second second appearance on the on the sit list. Yeah, there's multiple on here, man. He deserves it. Next up, Adam Thielen against Buffalo. Buffalo still has a pretty solid defense. Justin Jefferson will hopefully be the one making the plays in that game. And with the safety valve, TJ Hawkinson. We also got KJ Osborne out there. Kirk has quite a few options, and I think they're going to try to take away Thielen as well as Jefferson. Last one here. You think they're going to try to take away Thielen? Like, there's, that's the guy they're keying on. That's the sec- yeah. second guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear I get, I, Jefferson? I, 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 get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Anyways here, last receiver here. Michael Pittman Jr. against Las Vegas. Fair new coach. Sam Ellinger as his quarterback. I don't think they're going to get Recipe for success. Recipe for disaster. <laughs> no, first first move Jeff Saturday makes is Matt Ryan's going back in there. <laughs> After this week, man. Running back's here. Tybo's running back. Jamal Williams. Sit him this week. DeAndre Swift is going to have a little bit bigger workload this week and look for them to be passing the ball. I have two ball. other running backs. I, Jamal running, but Jamal Williams is not my Jamal running, running back. back. Jamal running back Jamal is running not back. my running back. <laughs> <laughs> I have two other running backs. Okay. Okay. James Conner against the Rams. Don't think he's going to do anything. He's not going to get very much yardage. If he gets any points, it's just going to be from a touchdown from a very short run. Set him. Sit him. Last running back here, Antonio Gibson against Philadelphia. Commies are going under a lot of shit right now. A lot of heat going their way, and they're going up against Philadelphia. Sit there's some, if there's some good news coming about out about Washington, start him, but ah, nothing good. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Quarterbacks here. Trevor Lawrence against Kansas City. Our defense is going to eat him alive. Look for three fumbles, two interceptions. Sit him. Sit him. Justin Herbert. Surprise, surprise. Against the Niners. Keenan Allen will have a good game. Justin Herbert will not. Sit him. Last quarterback here. <laughs> Last quarterback here, Josh Allen. Against Minnesota. He may not play in this game, so. Sit him. <laughs> Sean can't take it. He had to mute. Oh, that's my bad. I sabotaged it. But for real, sit, sit, Josh Allen. He's 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 going through a lot right now. Even even if he plays, he's going to be a shell of his former self. It wouldn't be a good idea to put that man in the game. You like Whether that phrase, don't you, Ty Bob? Shell. Shell. Of his former self. Do you have any more sit Sean? That was the last sit Okay. That's a fine for you, Ty Bob. You need to say that all the time. <laughs> Repeating words. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, no. I, 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 was, I was just... 
I was just throwing that out there. I wasn't gonna call that a fine. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I was throwing a fine for you. Just back to back shows. He, for, he was throwing a fine for you. Is that me? Yeah. Because <laughs> you what? forced it out of him. What? All right. And that was just the tips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, was folks. It? <laughs> off the back off the back of just the tips you know what time it is we're coming at you with the best power ranking you can find across the land this week for you folks we've got tight ends it's off the backs of some great receiving and blocking players out on the field probably some of the most versatile players that you'll find come across to any team just for how much these guys are moving especially in the day and age of football today so let's get it cracking down with number 10 surprisingly um rookie tight end isaiah likely we've been high on him since the draft i'm choosing him over a lot of tight ends out there uh, Numbers-wise, he's definitely not top 10, but skill-wise, if you look at what he's doing while Mark Andrews is out, Isaiah likely is a fantastic tight end. Number nine. Zach Ertz. Now, there's a, he's still a great pass catcher, but there are a lot of options in Arizona, and short Kyler Murray can always see over the offensive line to find him, and he's always a third or fourth option. So, still a great player, but number nine. Number eight, Kyle Pitts. He's averaging 12.4 yards a catch. His usage is weird in Atlanta. They just don't know how to use him, but he's still top 10. Number seven, Pat Fryermuth. Now, look what he's working with this year. He, had, he has Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. He's still putting up pretty good numbers for what he's doing. Averaging about four or five catches a game, about 40, 50 yards. A few touch, or touchdown once, but the talent he has with the offense or the quarterbacks he has, he's up there. Number six. George or Greg Kittle, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's pretty That's good it. at run blocking, you know, um, but <laughs> receiving numbers aren't that great. Um, I think he's probably going to see some more usage late in the season. So look him, look for him to jump up um, later in the year. Number five. David, David Njoku. This man has been out the past two weeks, maybe playing this week. Still one of the top tight ends of the league, uh, reception yard wise, and he was looking pretty good. And just wait until Deshaun Watts gets back with him. Number four. TJ Hawkinson, he can switch teams and immediately make an impact. Uh, nine catches in his first game as a Viking. Um, maybe has an upgraded quarterback. Maybe just the system and all the options there are better suited for him and his style. But he's a good tight end. Number three. Mark Andrews. Now, I know he's been out a couple weeks now but he has been electric this year. He is still top three in most tight end uh, categories. Number two. Dallas Goddard, you want to talk about longevity. He has been on Philadelphia for quite some time. He's more than filled the shoes of Zach Erst. He, puts, he pushed Zach Ertz out of Philadelphia because of his level of play. 
Um, he's a great target for Jalen Hurts. Numbers-wise, he's number two. We think he's number two in the league. Best tight end in the league and soon to be best tight end in league history. None other than Travis Kelsey. Not much has to be said about that, man. He's been in the league for over 10 years, and he's been wrecking it since his debut. I mean, the guy is leading in most, if not all, categories almost every single year. There's no question in anybody's mind, and I don't care how much a tight end needs to block or how good they need to be at blocking or how much better they are at blocking than anyone else. When it comes to this day and age in the league, you need to be able to catch the ball. You need to be able to get touchdowns. You need to be able to be a threat in all phases. Travis Kelsey, there's no one better. Listen, are there are there players that can at the tight end position that can block better than him? Yes. Can Travis Kelsey block? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. He's not his a blocking bad grade, blocker. His blocking grade is always near an A, if not always at an A. Well, it's just not always, better. but it's not it's not bad by any means. He is For not a season a bad combined. Blocker. No, he's a very, very solid blocker. And you can watch film. If you sit there and tell me that he's a bad blocker, I'm going to sit there and tell you, you probably should never watch football again because you don't know what the hell you're looking at. And that will take us to our games of the week. We've got a few slated here. Tybo, kick us off with your game of the week. I gave mine away earlier in just the tips. Um, Lions Bears I'm sick of picking games of the week not all of mine but some of mine have been pretty low scoring so I think the Lions and the Bears have bad defenses and it's going to be a high scoring game I'm going to bring you a revenge game because Josh Allen isn't playing even if he does play it's going to be for a short stint and then they're going to pull him and that means Case Keenum is going to come in as the starter for the Buffalo Bills. And we know what this man can do. He led the Vikings all the way to the NFC Championship. Got murdered, but we know what he can do in short stints. It's not an awful quarterback, uh, but this Vikings team is really solid on both phases, all three phases of of the field, really. Um, You always have to be wary of Dalvin cook in the backfield when you have a pass catching threat like justin jefferson nobody's ever comfortable uh no bad no matter how bad kirk cousins is uh it's not a night game it's not a primetime game so you don't have to worry about it the bills are going to look to try and slide by but if they lose this game uh they will be giving up a foothold to the kansas city chiefs as long as the chiefs come away with a win love to hear that moving on to my game of the week over here Probably a pretty shitty game, but it's Colts versus Raiders. The storylines for this game are amazing. Jeff Saturday's first game as a coach, third coach in NFL history to come in outside of the organization midseason. First coach that's never coached before in the league, college, anywhere, get hired since 1963. Will he be a good coach? I, I don't think so. And the Raiders, I don't think so. <laughs> the Raiders coach is pretty shit too. So it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be hilarious to watch in Vegas. I hate which the Raiders. Is the number one place for people to go to have a shit show. 
Yeah. I'm hoping to see bottles popped on the sidelines. Yeah. Just to see them by both teams. Fail. This is the yes. shit show game of the week. <laughs> I like that. We do need a shit show game of the week. It's going to be fantastic. Well, folks, it's also that time of the week for us to do our pick them. Now, I royally screwed up, boys. I messed up in the Chief show. Yeah. We, we didn't did. do pick them. Yeah. We didn't do pick them. So if you've watched the Chief show, you're wondering where the picks are. You're going to find them here because I messed up. So we're going to be bringing oh, those come to on. You. We all pick the Chiefs. The score is usually I – mean, you want to do scores now? Yeah, we got to do, scores, do scores with the Chiefs. And we we all do... picked the Chiefs. Yes, yeah. we did. We did. That is true. You got the pick. You didn't get the scores, so they will be coming here. Let's start off. We've already obviously picked the Panthers-Falcons uh, game, which is currently going on. Looks uh, like I got that one right. Yep. Could be a little bit we're, of a barn burner as we come down right here. Now. Um, it's not It's not looking very fun uh, on Tybo and, and my side. Uh, but we will kick the week off with the Seahawks heading into Tampa Bay. To, nope. Uh, excuse me. It's not heading into Tampa Bay. They are heading into Bayern, playing at the Allianz Stadium, uh, taking on the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks will be yeah, considered this is the, game of the, week. the home team. Uh, it's an 8.30 a.m. kickoff for Central yeah. Time, so I will not be watching it because I like my sleep. Uh, but the Bucks are a two and a half point favorite. Now, Sean won again last week. He's decided to go second. Tybo and I have flipped. So that means that I will be going first this week. I will be taking the Seahawks to walk away with a win. Taking the Seahawks too. This is going to be a long flight for Tom. Not good for him. I'll take the Bucks. That's <laughs> fine. Long what? Pause. That was, was oh my god! Long pause, Larry. God, I have to, I have to follow him like the Bucks. Okay, no, no, no you don't have to. You don't have to. We have all obviously picked the Chiefs to win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I am going to pick this game at thirty-eight to twenty-one. Okay, scores threw me out there. I'm going to go Chiefs, 35, Jaguars, 15. Choice? I think we're going to hang 50 on them in Arrowhead. Really? 50. 50 piece. 50 to 30. It's <laughs> a hell of a game. Trevor Lawrence uh-huh. still has three fumbles. Uh, well, the Chiefs are the first noon game of the hour, so we will jump into uh, the second noon game. We've got the Cleveland Browns heading into Miami to take on Tua and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, I will be rocking. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins as well. The Dolphins are undefeated whenever Tua starts and finishes the game. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna do what I did with the Bucks. I'm gonna go <laughs> Dolphins. Safe pick. Safe pick. Next up, we've got the Denver Broncos, who will head into Nissan Stadium to take on the Titans, who are a three-point favorite at home. I will again be rocking with the Titans. I like Tybo picking first more. <laughs> uh, give me the Titans. Titans and who? What'd you say? 
Titans and Broncos. Titans are at home. Uh, yeah, I'll stay. I'll, I'll go Broncos. No, sorry, Titans. <laughs> it's fake, Typo. Whoops. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Minnesota Vikings who will head into Buffalo to take on potentially a Josh Allenless Bills. The Bills, regardless, are three and a half point favorite. I am going to take the Vikings for this game. The Bills need to trade for the other Josh Allen so they can have two Josh Allens on one team. But give me the Vikings. Dang, we're all calling the Vikings, dude. Come on. Taking the Vikings title. If you pick the Vikings, if you pick them, the Bills are going to win. No, well, we all if we all three pick them, the Bills are going to win. I'm. Well, it's your guys' fault thing because you're picking first. That's why you. We need to make you go first. I was going to pick the. I already said it when this was chosen as a game of the week. I was going to pick the fucking Vikings. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Houston Texans heading into MetLife to take on the New York football giants, who are a four-point favorite at home. I will be rocking with Vegas and taking the giants. Yeah, this isn't as fun. Tybo, <laughs> Tybo made me think about it a little bit more. I'm going to go with the giants as well. Giants. <laughs> Boys... I don't, I don't know if we have a different pick than each other. Uh, we have one different pick so far through the noon games. It's a little odd. Next up, we've got another game of the week. It is the Detroit Lions who head into Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears, who are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Got a lot of home favorites this week, boys. I am going to be rocking. Uh, that's a fine for me because I've said that way too many times. Uh, I'm going I'm to go with Justin Fields and the Bears. All right, I'm going to go to the Lions. I, I got to switch it up. I want the Bears to win. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, boy. Can't do um, it <laughs> um, You know, I think the, the Lions are a better team. Um, let me go Lions. We've got our final game of the noon hour. It is the Nolan Saints who head into Pittsburgh, uh, taking on the Steelers, who are a one and a half point dog at home. This is a tough one for me to call, but I'm going to take the Steelers here. I like that. I'm going to take the Saints. That's a much better pick. It's the Steelers, man. Also the Saints. Steelers haven't scored a touchdown outside of eight yards. That's their longest touchdown this year. Eight yards. That is true. <laughs> that Saints team. They just Andy gave away Chase. Just bad. Uh, dang. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Saints. There you got some different picks finally coming in here, folks. We'll jump to our three o'clock hour games where uh, we do have another game of the week. It is the Indianapolis Colts who are heading to Vegas and take on the Raiders, who are a four and a half point favorite at home. However, I will be taking the underdogs and the Colts to win this game. Damn. <laughs> That's who I was going to pick, but give me the Raiders. You were, you were talking. Oop, there he goes. He was talking so much about how bad the Colts were going to be, and he was still going to pick them. Yeah, he was. 
Um, I'm gonna. I'm picking the Colts. Picking the Colts as well. He picked the Raiders, right? He did pick the Raiders right before uh, he uh, blooped. I am not sure what happened. So if he does rejoin, we will make sure to get Sean's picks uh, when he gets back. If he gets back, uh, if not, we'll make sure uh, to update them on Twitter when we release the episode. Uh, next up in the three o'clock hour, we have got the Dallas Cowboys who head into Green Bay to take on the Packers, who are four point favorite or four point dogs at home. I will be taking the Cowboys in this game. Same. I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't think that's a very hard pick across the league. In the, our last 325 game of the Sunday evening, uh, the Arizona Cardinals head into SoFi to take on the Los Angeles Rams, who are one and a half point favorites at home. Um, I don't like on. either one of these teams. Hang on, hang on. Uh, we do have Sean back. Sean, He's you there? Back, folks. Yeah, I'm trying to get back on. Hold up. My computer you, just shut off. You chose the Raiders, right? Yeah. And who do you want? Who do you want between? Uh, who was it? Uh, Cowboys. Packers. Cowboys. Packers. Uh, the yeah, Packers are Green Bay. Yeah, Packers are four-point dogs at home. What? What did uh, Tybo pick? No, you missed it. Okay, I'm going Cowboys. Damn it. <laughs> Cowboys across the board. Uh, like I said, we do have the Cardinals versus the Rams in SoFi, while the Rams are a uh, one and a half point favorite at home. I don't like either one of these teams. They both suck, uh, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this one. Yeah, give me the Cardinals as well. I'll go ahead and take the Rams here. Well, that's a big pick. It's a bold one. We'll have to see how she pays off. We will jump into our Sunday night game of the week. It is Battle of California. The Los Angeles Chargers will head into Levi Stadium and take on the San Francisco 49ers, who are seven-point favorites at home. Ali, I don't like picking first for this one. Boy. Um, I'm going to have to take... I'm going to have to take the Chargers here. All right. I like that pick. Give me the Niners. Yeah, Niners. <laughs> and they're getting some of the boys back. I think they'll be able to play well. Uh, are the boys back in town? The boys not. are not back in town because it's in Santa Clara. So neither of them are back in town. Uh, last game of the week here, folks. It is our Monday night game. It is the uh, Washington Commies who head into Philly to take on the Eagles who are 11-point favorites at home. I think this is a no-brainer. Take the Eagles all day. Do the Eagles stay undefeated? 9-0. They just reached 8-0 for the first time in franchise history. I think they can continue. In franchise history? Don't, uh, Sean, I don't know if you're still there. There you are. You're back. Get this who we get got? Walmart connection out of here. <laughs> Dude sitting down at the local McDonald's. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, Eagles, Eagles, commies, Eagles at home, 11 point favorites. Oh, Eagles. Easy. Hey, Bo, do I have to ask you the same question? 
Taylor Heineke still quarterback in the yep. Green Lizard. The Green Lizard is still the starter. Oh man, I I mean, it's so you can't pick against what they got going in Philadelphia. Like the defense on top of the offense, they're just like guys on top of each other. You know, like <laughs> yeah, are they all over <laughs> each other? <laughs> that that team's good. That team's the only team in the NFC that legitimately scares me. It is a good team. It is a good team. I picked Folks, the Eagles. I picked the Eagles. That wraps up our pick'em uh, for the week. And man, like starting off one and zero this week. John is starting off one and zero. Tybo and I. Congratulations. I don't like it, but that's okay. We've got a lot of the same picks, but it can still round out to be a quite squirrely week. There's a lot of good games coming up, folks. Make sure your butts are in seats with the red zone on, ready to go. And make sure you check us back out next week on Wednesday as we drop our recap of the week. Uh, you can catch us on audio, TikTok, like I said, during the Chief Show, we're on there, Bob and Bo Show, uh, and on YouTube. But never forget, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!